0: Hello, and welcome again to another Word of Encouragement for you. Yes, we're beginning number 32 of the year 2022. I'm trying to work my way through all 52 weeks so you can have at least a word of encouragement from Pastor Deborah each week. And, of course, you know, I always put them up on the website and they're up on YouTube. And I want to give a thank you for you who are here today. Oh, you have stayed around because you've already been with me in one recording already. Well, this is going to be another word of encouragement. And I want to give a thank you to Zoom, who I'm recording in, and to Pixabay for this wonderful motion video. That's right. And I want to thank you for coming. You are so important and so precious to me and to my Lord and captain. And the title of this word of encouragement is, Who is your captain that you are to worship and serve? Mm -hmm. And that's going to come from Joshua 5. 13 through 15, but let's pray before we start. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are here through your word that's living, that's for the spirit, that you sent it long ago to help us spiritually to grow and develop and mature and help us to understand you and understand your image and your likeness. And by doing that, we understand and discover ourselves spiritually. Of course, most of us are not there yet. We're still in the kingdom of darkness. We still need to be born again. Birth the new as a new creature of your light. And having a Hebrews 4.12 spiritual circumcision experience so we can be free of the captivity of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. We thank you, Father, for being here today through your Holy Spirit and your words of spirit and life. And Father, thank Joshua for us, for his life has given us much guidance and wisdom to help us in our lives here on earth today. And we thank you through your son, your own image and likeness, your word made flesh, Christ, the son of you, Christ Jesus. Amen. Okay. What a question. Who is your captain? And that you are to worship and serve. That's right. A captain is what? A military title. A general, so to speak. The leader, the head. Of a team. So when they say you're captain, means who do you worship? Who are you serving under? Whose side are you on? So Joshua, from the Old Testament of the King James Bible, in 5, 13 through 15, is going to help us. Verse number 13. And it came to pass. When Joshua was by Jericho, a wicked city that they were to take, they were ordered to take it. Their children had been kidnapped and were going to be sacrificed. It was a powerful built city, high walls. And the Israelites, this was their first battle without Moses. This was their first battle in the wilderness. They didn't know how to fight. The generals who sort of been learning through minor skirmishes, they had all their opinions and their ideas of what to do. But Joshua had to go out by himself and hear the word of the Lord for himself, what to do. Because this Joshua had stuck very close to this God when Moses, his mentor, was alive. He didn't leave the mountain for 40 days. When Moses was on it, he stuck by Moses and God, and he said, my house will serve the Lord. Don't know what you're going to do, but I and my family, we will serve the Lord. He could be trusted by God. He was a warrior, a soldier, a young man. And when Moses died, Joshua was chosen to take the people into the new land where there was going to be war. So they ended up at this city named Jericho, a wicked, wicked city. And they were instructed to take it, to conquer it, overrun it, and to destroy everything in it, not to take any bountiful goods, not to take any spoils destroy everything. It was that wicked. Now, that's a spiritual example of what God says about our own selves. Our own spirit and soul is so wicked to this God. Does all these evil, wicked things that Jericho did, even if we don't act on them, just our thoughts, our desires, our lust, our cravings and desires. We abuse children. We kill children. We sacrifice them in the wounds. We just lay around and party and drink, want to have fun. But we have some tough walls that surround us, that protect us. And they were to destroy it all and not keep anything. So they were told to go. Take it. Conquer it. Destroy it. And he looked up. Joshua did. And behold, when he was out off by himself, high up, there stood a strange man, it says, over against him. Oh, that scared Joshua. Remember, he went out for prayer all of a sudden, this strange man shows up. Was it a vision? Yes. Was the man real? Yes. Can Jesus come forth? Even though he hadn't come yet? Yes. Can an angel come and talk to him? Yes. Can he see it in the natural? Yes. They had that capability. And there stood that man. With his sword drawn in his hand. Can you imagine that? And Joshua went unto him. And said unto him. Are you for us? The Israelites? or Or are you our adversary? Do you ever ask that? Of people? Of visions? Of spirits? Of ancestors? Do you ask that question? Joshua did. And this man said in verse number 14, and he said, No, but as captain of the Lord of the host of heaven, I come. The army of angels. I'm the captain of the armies of angels. Uh Oh, See, Joshua, because he was a soldier. warrior. He understood that title, Captain. Would you? Would you understand if you had a dream with a man and a sword? And he says, I am the captain of the host, the army of heaven. Would you understand that? Would you be frightened? And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship. Joshua knew this was of God. Joshua bowed down and worshiped. Many do this, and many are tricked because the true adversary of God will come to us. Say, I'm here to help you. I'm the captain of the host of the kingdom. He won't say darkness or of heaven. And he will put a bewitchment, a spell on us. And in our ignorance, we will fall down and worship him. And while his face, Was to the ground. Joshua said unto this captain. What says my Lord? Unto his servant. Do you talk to God that way? Do you call him Lord? Joshua understood. The relationship he had to have to God. He was the captain. He was the Lord. This was to be his battle. And Joshua was seeking help. How do I take the city of Jericho? The walls are too high and too thick. I have men who've never really fought. But it's wicked. How do I win and do and accomplish what you've asked me and told me to do? So here's Joshua and this man. Out in the desert. By themselves. Verse number 15. And the captain. Of the Lord's. Hosts, the army of angels said unto Joshua, loose, take off your shoes from off of your feet for the place where my presence here is with you on earth, the spiritual presence of me, the captain of the host of heaven. Whereon you stand is holy. Right there. Not in a church building. Not in the synagogue or the mosque. But out in the wilderness. On a rock. God says, where I stand is holy ground. Take your shoes off. Because you're on holy ground. You have to learn that God can show up anywhere. In my house he could show up right here in the garden right out in my yard anywhere and when he comes to a place on earth it is holy ground i experienced that that visitation in a revival for years from 1995 to about 2000 2005 at the brownsville assembly of god church in pensacola florida god came And stayed for years, pouring out his presence, his power. And it drew the witches and the Satanists and the adversaries of God. Jealousy arose. All kinds of evil started happening. Wherever God is, the enemy shows up. I've experienced that. And then God took me out of the building and said, I can come in your home and take your spirit to the garden, to the heavenly throne room. I can talk to you out inside where you're cutting the grass. He's not restricted to buildings or time or services or wait until the pastor finishes preaching and give an altar call. He's not in most places. But here he was with Joshua in the wilderness. Before Jericho. And Joshua did as he was told. When God says to do something, do you do it? What if he says to disconnect from somebody on social media? Don't go back to that church. Don't call that person. Don't pray for them anymore. I've been there. Do you do that? When he tells you what you're doing is not of him, it's flesh. Do you stop? I've been there. I'll tell you this story. It was about years ago. I wanted to help people in prison. A lot of those that are on death row are in solitary confinement. So I would send in long letters that I had to print out, use lots of ink and paper. And I thought I was doing God's work, reaching out to prisoners. But it was costing me so much money and time. So I prayed to God and I said, God, I don't understand. I'm doing your work. But there's no help. There's no money coming in. Nobody's helping me to buy the ink and the paper and to mail it out. What is going on? Is this of you? How many of us stop and ask, is what I'm doing of you? Well, he didn't answer me because I was in the flesh. I was not doing what he called me to do. Now, he called me to help people and to help prisoners, but not the way I was doing it. But he came through my father, who's now in heaven. So in about a week, my father calls me up first thing in the morning. says, God, just talk to me. He told me to tell you this, that what you're doing with those letters to the prisoners in the prisons is not of him. It is of Satan and the flesh. And you are to stop. That was my answer. But I didn't want to. My flesh responded to this activity. It wanted to keep doing it. It felt good felt like I was helping people doing but I was told it wasn't God. God did not direct me to do this and it was still a few weeks later. My father had to come back to me again and say God told you to stop it. It's not of him to tear up every letter. It hurt because my soul thought I wanted it, but I learned when you're in the flesh and you're doing things your soul wants to do, you will not hear God's voice. You'll have to talk through somebody else to tell you that you're in the wrong. At that point, my soul was pretty much in charge. It wanted pleasure of helping people. Mm -hmm. But I learned after I got rebuked. Mm -hmm. So you can miss it. So when God tells you to take off your shoes, stay at home, don't go to church, read his word, spend time with him just with yourself, stay at home and write and study. Do you do that or do you feel compelled to go to church? Do you get blasted for not being there for the prayer meeting? I hear that all the time out on social media. They call up the pastor calls a prayer meeting and nobody shows up. And they think it's all about you. Sometimes it is. But sometimes a prayer meeting, you never saw Jesus go to church, to a synagogue, and pray with other people. He never prayed with other people. This one lady who's in the Netherlands, she thinks Jesus prayed with his disciples. No, he prayed for them. That is different. They didn't know what was going on. He was praying for them. He never prayed with them. He asked them one time to come and be with him while he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane in order that the Satan would not have his way with them, but they didn't come. Their flesh was sleepy. He was tired. So he prayed every morning by himself. He didn't have group fellowship time. He didn't hold hands with other people. He spent more time out in the wilderness by himself with God, away from the synagogues and the religious people. He spent more time out in the woods, so to speak. Mm-hmm. He went to people's homes. A lot of times he didn't pray, he just talk. And sometimes he'd sit on the ground and sort of talk and then he'd have ministry to do. But we don't do that. Humans want to have a building. And they want you to come there and be obligated because they want you to pay the church buildings insurance. The pastors want to be listed on their denominations of having the largest church. Having the most baptism, a lot of competition. And that's religion. So I had to keep studying Jesus. To learn about him and his father. So here we are with Joshua. He's out in the wilderness. And God is coming to him. The captain of the host of the armies of heaven. And they're having a conversation. Joshua takes off his shoes. Getting ready to hear from the captain. To get wisdom and direction. Guidance. How to take down that city of Jericho. And it wasn't going to be by earthly ways, the general's ways, the way of any kind of warfare that they had ever known. And that's the same inside of you. You have a city of Jericho called your soul. And inside of it is your dark, evil, wicked spirit. Until it can be freed by the Lord, salvaged, redeemed, birthed anew into a creature of light. All that old, evil, wicked stuff that the spirit does, thinks and believes. And all that evilness of the soul, the lust of the flock, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. And the lust of the appetite. Mm -hmm. We are a Jericho. And it must be conquered. Mm -hmm. And it won't be the ways of the world. And what happens? It does get conquered. And then the ways of tradition and denomination doctrines take over. Did you know some pastors believe who go to universities that God doesn't talk? He's just sort of whatever happens to you. That's what God intended. Oh, you get abused. That was God. He allowed it. That was his intentions. Whatever happens. He doesn't really direct you, so don't worry. And he doesn't talk. If you hear any voices inside of you, this God talking to you, you've got some mental health issues. You need some medication. That is some pastors who believe in Jesus. They don't believe Jesus has a sense of humor. And and many pastors, they don't believe that youth can teach, women can teach, men Mm -hmm. They believe in all kinds of religious traditions of the ancestors. Well, we did it like this 100 years ago, and we're not changing. I got out of that. I went into the kingdom of heaven, and in the kingdom, there's only one church. It's called the body of Christ, all the believers. Mm There is no church building in heaven. You are. The building. There'll be no church buildings like what you see now on the new earth. Mm -mm, Be totally different. The first man, Adam, he just walked and talked with God. God was in him through the Holy Spirit. They had church fellowship wherever they went in the garden. There was no buildings. The whole of nature knows God. They don't go into buildings and worship. So Joshua says, Yes, sir, took off his shoes and bowed. So, my question to you on this word of encouragement can you humble yourself as Joshua did to the very powerful presence of the captain of the host of the armies of heaven? Have you ever met him like that out in the wilderness? I have. I've met him under pews, preparing me, teaching me, training me. I would cry out how to help people in witchcraft and Satanism. They had meetings every weekend. Babies were dying. Portions were happening. People were being burned at the stake, cut alive. They were eating their blood and drinking their blood, eating their flesh. Children were so horribly abused to disassociate. These were the top elite of Satanism. I didn't know how to help them. So one time in church, I'm laying on the floor in the presence of God, sort of like Joshua. And I want to get up. And I want to praise God and dance to the music. And God said, lay there, be still, be calm. Let the music, everything around you, fade into the background. I need you to hear me calmly, clearly. But I wanted to get up. So no, lay there. Be still. So slowly, the music in the church faded to the background. All the voices. And I was in two places at one time. I could hear God clearly. I was peaceful and calm. I was being trained and trained for something I knew nothing until many months later. And one night I was taken to a powerful dark cave somewhere on planet Earth to a young man. And God said, I will take him now. I knew what that meant. They were coming to kill him. So God gave me powers to show up and speak to this human and say, God will take you now if you want to go and you will avoid. And the story goes, he eventually said yes. And I took him out of his body, handed him to an angel, and off he went. But the training also provided me with a deep, powerful, calm spirit because I didn't know where I was going. Well, I found out. I went into meetings and stood in flames of fire when somebody was burning up, dying, screaming. And I had to help them to get saved. With flames all around me and screaming, I had to be calm to do God's work. When people were being crucified and cut alive, I had to be calm to hear God's voice and his directions. I traveled with angels from the host of heaven. So you don't know what God has planned for you. But he wants to ask you, what captain do you serve and worship? I worship the Lord, the God of Israel, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Joshua, the God that took down Jericho. That destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. That's right. The God of the King James Bible. I bowed to him. I used to lay on the floor with dresses on. On the front row. I bowed low to my captain. I recognized him as my Lord, which means owner. I recognized he gave me talents to use for the kingdom. I blessed him for all the gifts he gave me of spiritual nature to help be about his work. There are many, each one of us, until we are born again, we are Jerichos. Our soul is a powerful, powerful city with high walls, evil, wicked thoughts and principles, images and activity. And our spirit is right in there. So I've come to tear down that city of Jericho and set you free. So you can meet the same captain that Joshua met and learn of him. So be encouraged. There is hope for you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. That all those that look and bow before you, the captain of the host of the armies of heaven will be able to take their shoes off to you and recognize you over all the other little gods on the earth. Over all the armies, you can do battle that mankind have never seen, only heard about. You can do battle and you can help us to win. Help us to overcome the Jerichos in our lives, us, our soul and spirit. Help us, Father. Give us guidance. Help us to bow low before you. Take off our shoes and to recognize you can show up anywhere, in our cars, in our villages. You can show up when we're in the woods, on our deathbed. In sickness, in hospitals, you are not confined to a building, a church time, a day of the week. That's religion. That's tradition. You are a timeless, ageless, powerful being. You are God of the great I am. You are the captain of the host of heaven. Help us to see you and meet you and bow before you in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. See you in the next word of encouragement from Pastor Deborah. Bye.